This episode of Ticket Volume is brought to you by us, Invigate. Get service operations under control in no time. Get one free month of our software solution by going to try.invigate.com. Ticket Volume is proud to present an aspiring software developer with a passion to inspire women to join STEM fields. She's a computer science major at St. Cloud State University in Minnesota and has served in such roles as an administrative assistant at Simonson Lumber Company, a manager at House of Pizza, and recently landed a role as IT analyst at Great River Energy. Welcome to Ticket Volume, news and information for improving IT experiences. I'm your host, Matt Barron, and each week I get to geek out with different people to share insights on service management, technology, experiences, and this episode is going to be more of the same. I hope you're having a great day and week. I also hope that you'll leave a comment or share this podcast with someone. But for now, let's get started. Welcome to Ticket Volume, Abby Sininger. Hi. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for taking some time to be on here. Uh, I know that it's really busy. This is a busy season. You're going from an internship and into school, and you're you're basically juggling a lot right now. So thank you for taking the time. And I wanted to cover right away your um, your related work experience. You know, uh, the fact that you've worked in service jobs and in hospitality. Um, do you think that that helps you get ready for uh, service and support roles? Yeah. So first off, thank you for having me. Um, but yes, I have been in customer service since I first started working when I was 15 as a manager of an ice cream shop, then as a sandwich artist, now as a manager of house pizza. And I continued that role into the IT field of help desk. Um, and I think Building those people skills from such a young age and interacting with people on that level has prepared me so much for this role because when you're in that role, you will have difficult situations. <laughs> but you will learn how to be positive through that entire experience just to maintain that relationship and to maintain that friendly customer service appearance. And so I think that has helped when I'm dealing with a difficult problem that I still have that ability to maintain that very happy um, persona because I don't want the person who is having the technical issues to now have to also deal with someone who is crabby or frustrated over the problem as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a fellow former sandwich artist myself. So yay Subway. Uh, we should be sponsored, I guess, by this point. Uh, but you're right. The, the situations are similar. Like you, you didn't get the right toppings on my sub. Um, isn't necessarily like a problem, a personal problem. They they aren't offended by you. They just didn't get the service that they wanted. And the same thing in IT, like this thing broke. I know it's not your fault, but we need to work together to fix this. <laughs> IT is just sandwiches. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so let's talk about your role at uh, Great River Energy or GRE as it's called in this area. Um, up in Minnesota. What team are you on? What are you doing there? So I am uh, their support analyst intern. So I am working on the service desk or the help desk. Um, this is where we take in the calls for any technical issues. What's really unique about our service desk is we cover so much with such a small group. 
we covered over 200 applications. We cover laptops, desktops, iPads, iPhones, desktop phones. We do the keyboards. We do the imaging ourselves. We can do with network issues, conference room. Like it's just a wide variety. When I get that phone call, I never know what to expect, but it's amazing. It is my favorite part of my job is I'm surprised every day when I go into work because I never know what to expect. Today I went in, I was like, I have these things I need to accomplish. Phone calls took me all different directions. And, you know, it's kind of, you have to be adaptable in that role. But the team at Dairy is fantastic. And they're all so supportive and helpful that it makes the load so much lighter because we are all so willing to help another person. If I can't do something, someone else is willing to help them. Mm. Or if someone else can't do something, I'm willing to help them. And that's been fantastic because this is really my first job in IT. And so this is my... I'm learning, I'm growing, and having that support system is absolutely fantastic. And I couldn't have asked for a better place to work and start my career in. I love that. A culture of support. That really is what it what it takes. And you know, 200 applications, that is no small feat. My first service test job sounds a lot very similar to yours. So my question is, my next question obviously is. How did they train you? Did they actually go through 200 applications and teach you the details or how, how did you get trained? No, I am still learning to this day. Um, I was very nervous going into this job. I called my dad the night before. I was telling him that I was nervous. I don't think I'm prepared for this. I don't know anything. How am I supposed to do this job? And I go on my first day and my manager looks at me and goes, so we're going to start you off on phones. We think this is the best way. So just jump in the deep end. Um, You'll learn the fastest this way. And I'm so happy she did because it was terrifying. Don't get me wrong. I sat there every phone call and I had someone next to me so that I was never alone. But I I kid you not, I was looking at them like every phone call, like, what do I do? Um, And now I'm taking phone calls by myself and people are actually reaching out to me personally for help, which Mm -hmm. is fantastic. But there's still times where I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I think it is so amazing because like I said, that team is so willing to help. So I'm learning constantly there. And I think it was the best training I could have gotten because if we had sat there and gone through every application, I wouldn't have gotten the experience of, oh, this is a common problem with this application versus sitting on the phones and getting those questions, getting those problems and learning not only how to fix that problem, but how to think like a problem solver. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so good. Cause like, of course someone can tell you that the fire's hot, but nothing like jumping into it to really know (laughs) and get the wounds right away. It's not easy, but you know, in, in a, in an environment like that, you can see how, you know, just developing that training and upkeep of that training would be really expensive. I'm glad that they have someone sitting next to you that you're they have this uh, concept in development. I'm sure you've heard of it, pair programming, where you're programming side by side, and it always develops the best code. I assume the same thing happens for support, right? You've got two people. One can just focus on like, hey, this is what we're going to say. The other person's like knowledge-based searching or, you know, <laughs> typing stuff to you to say to them. It's yeah. got to be, you got to feel supported that way, right? Oh, Yeah. And like I said, even now that I'm doing it all by myself, I'm never truly by myself. Mm. If I have a question, someone is one spot away, one desk away, a phone call away, a message away. There's always someone willing to help. 
Yes. Okay. Let's talk about before you get this role, because I want to know, you grew up in greater Minnesota. I grew up in a, in a small town, Minnesota. Uh, what what led you to technology? What inspired you to, to get into this industry? Yeah, so I grew up in Avon, Minnesota, and it's a pretty small town. And I went to Albany. And so with smaller towns, there's not as many variety of classes. There's your standard classes. And then we had a lot of tech classes and agriculture classes because that was the area. That's what a lot of people went into. That's what a lot of people were interested into. So it was catered to, and that's perfectly fine. Um, But there's this fantastic group called Women in STEM that I was part of since I was in eighth grade. And I got to go on field trips with them. I got, they held events where you could meet different women in different fields, especially STEM fields, which was so exciting because I got to talk to these women. I got to see different things and you could kind of pick and choose which ones you went to so you could kind of focus more on what you were interested in. And so I was so blessed to be part of that group because it really did open up my eyes. And I started off wanting to be an engineer wholeheartedly. I was I was a diehard. I was like, no one can tell me otherwise. I'm going to be an engineer. And I took an engineering class at my school because that's one of the classes that were offered. And I quickly found out I liked CAD design. I liked the computer. I, I just wanted to play with the computer all the time. I finished the class a month early and then helped other people with theirs. And so I kind of thought about it when I went PSEO and I decided on computer science and I've loved it ever since. Nice, nice. So you you kind of connected all these things together. You, you you thought engineering was cool. They set you down to do practical engineering. You you saw what aspect of it you liked and then realized, oh, it's actually technology that I'm more interested in. So you just kind of shifted that way, right? Yeah, it was kind of natural because I I really liked that problem solving. Mm-hmm. I liked the creating aspect of it. I liked the idea behind it, but I kind of also really like math and I liked computers. I liked kind of messing around with my own computer and everything like that. So I, it was kind of a leap of faith. Mm-hmm. I've never taken a computer science class. Um, I was very nervous when I went into going to St. Cloud State for computer science, but it ended up being a fantastic decision. I would never have it any other way. Nice. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's so funny how similar we are in that regard. Um, you know, the the creation of CAD. Uh, I, I was in a shop class and had similar experiences where I'm like, oh my gosh, SolidWorks, I want to do this. Like the AutoCAD, I can totally just make things, make what I want. And now I, I'm, I'm not working in CAD design, but every <laughs> once in a while I fire up SketchUp because that, that tool is amazing. It's so much fun to model stuff in. Um, yes. And what a great program, right? Like you're, you're in outstate Minnesota. You're not in the Twin Cities. <clears throat> not like St. Cloud isn't huge because it is, um, but there's not all these opportunities. So how can you get exposure and how can you like shadow these, these industries and these different career paths what a great, the dedication of the teachers to keep that program growing, going, um, that's a testimony to our, to our education system, people who care to, to expand our minds, right? Yeah, I agree. Um, unfortunately, Women in STEM is no longer at club at Albany. Mm. Kind of sad. Uh, the teacher who was running it left the year COVID started. And so there's kind of bigger issues and it wasn't really a priority. 
And I'm super disappointed. My goal was always to be one of these women who came back and talked to students and inspired them and kind of let them know like, hey, I'm doing this, like you can do it too, this is possible. Um, but I'm finding some other outlets like this podcast where I can kind of hopefully reach people. <laughs> yes, exactly. And as your career progresses, you'll find, as many of us have found, these opportunities will exist everywhere. You will always have, there will always be a place for you to share what you've learned and witness. Look, I, and I, I say it all the time on forums and on LinkedIn, like you can get started on the service desk and your career will go whatever direction you want it to do to. Uh, but this experience, think about all those applications, 200 applications, like you can get a job at any one of those applications, uh, manufacturers just to do their support. The doors just continue to open and open as you as you explore and, and as you have experience. So let's talk a little bit about how we met, uh, because we met at uh, an HDI event. Right. So what do you remember about the HDI event? How did you get there? What, what, what What's the deal there? So my first semester of college, I had a class called Communication in the Workplace. And I had a teacher tell me that, well, he told the class that if we didn't get an internship, we weren't getting a job when we graduated. And I freaked out. Uh, <laughs> just I'll be blanking. I was panicking. I, yeah. The whole day was just panicking. So eventually I texted my father and I told him, I was like, I don't know what to do. How do I get an internship? Where do I look? Who do I talk to? I've never been in this field. What am I supposed to do? And he um, directed me towards one of his friends who works in computer science and actually works for Great River Energy. And then he directed me to someone who <laughs> works with HDI. He's actually the president, Justin Kittleson Burke. And I messaged Justin and I told him I needed an internship because I'm starting out and I don't want to get this piece of paper just for it to be a piece of paper. I want to use it. I want to use it so much. So I'm like, I need experience to go with this. I need the knowledge and the experience. And he introduced me to both Great River Energy and HDI. He actually had me help plan the event that we met at, um, which is super cool. And so I got to go to that and see how networking kind of works, meet a ton of people in the industry. I met you, <laughs> um, which is super fun. You were super energetic and really <laughs> happy. And that made me feel so relaxed because I went into this so nervous. Like I was, I brought my friend with me because <laughs> I was so nervous. Um, but it ended up being a great event. I still participate with HDI today. Um, and I hope to continue because I think it is so great. And I try to direct people there as well, just to get them started in their career too, if they don't know where to start, because it is a fantastic place to start. It's just by meeting these people because there's always jobs open. You just kind of need to know who to talk to. Yes. And we're so lucky to have you. Um, thank you for your efforts. That was a great event. I had a great time. And we're actually, we I'm on the board for, for Minnesota HDI. And we're definitely copying that exact event. We're doing the same venue, the same idea, because it, it went well. Um, and shout out to JKB for uh, all of his efforts being the president there. It is no small feat to run and um, to to volunteer for those organizations. So let's talk a little bit about the next chapter then, the the comp sci degree at St. Cloud State. What is that like? Is it is it highly theoretical? Is it applied? What are you fixing computers? What what is it like? 
So single states computer science program is split between the software and the hardware pretty evenly, which is super nice because I get experience in both. And that's what I wanted because I wasn't really sure which direction I wanted to go. Um, so I wanted a more general major. And so these past couple semesters, I have been coding in C++ as well as learning about like logic gates, about adders and subtractors, about CPUs, all of that stuff and all of the hardware pieces that go into building a computer, which has been amazing. I loved it so much. Um, for the software, we kind of get examples of what might be a real life example. So if someone, one assignment we had was compiling someone's grades. Mm. So we just put in all the grades for the student and then it would compile all of it. They could look it up by name. They could look it up by the student's ID. And so that was a really cool project to work on. And I think it is such a great place to have taken this degree just because I'm also doing a minor in communication. So I'm kind of getting that balance there as well. Um, and my communication minor is for interpersonal communication, just so I can learn how people communicate, maintain that communication style and make sure I'm communicating well with <laughs> different environments and I'm able to adapt to those different environments. Um, and then with the computer science degree, you don't have like much time for electives while you're actually taking your degree. So St. Cloud State has something they call their senior semester. And that's where you take all of your electives, <laughs> which is super exciting because they have such a wide variety. They have everything from AI development to a mobile app development to cybersecurity or networking or there's so many options that you can take. And I'm beyond excited to just learn as much as I can and hopefully that while I'm going through the next couple of years, I get more of an idea of what I want to do. So when I get to that semester, I can kind of focus what I want and then apply that to the career I want. Got it. Okay. So you're a sophomore this year. Is that right? I'm in the middle of my junior year. Middle uh, of your so junior year. Okay. Two more years left. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Like it matters. What <laughs> We put you in these classes. Uh, you're, this is the category you fit in. Doesn't actually matter because it's all just learning. Um, but that sounds super exciting. I can't imagine um, having to wait for the goods. <laughs> but you sound so curious that I, I, I feel like you you haven't been bored. I'll say that much. No, very busy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then we've kind of covered, you know, your life up to this point, you got this internship, which thank goodness, because that professor told you, you would never get a job <laughs> unless you had an internship. And uh, also props to your dad too, for uh, being the go to guy when you're running into problems. Props. <laughs> I hope my daughters do the same someday and text me when they get stuck, or uh, are just scared to take the next step because it is it's scary. Um, but but where, where do you see yourself next? So like you you take the support role at GRE, maybe you get into some app dev stuff. Where do you see yourself in five, five years? And then like, what is the end goal? So I would love to continue working for GRE, just flat out. They are fantastic, amazing. Love the company. Um, and I was hoping to kind of go into software development or endpoint engineering. Both of those are really interesting to me. And I've talked to quite a few people who are on our software development team and our endpoint engineers and just kind of seeing what they do and like hearing about their job makes me really curious about things and really makes me excited. Um, so I'd love to start off there. My overall goal in life is to become a manager eventually and lead a team. I really want to help people 
figure out where they want to be. My manager, Desiree, is fantastic. She asked me where I want to be, and she's helping me figure that out as to where I want to be. And she's been so supportive the entire way in that process. And that's what I want to do. I want to help people grow. I don't I don't want them to just stay on my team forever. I want to get them to their end goal as well. And then I want to be able to help the company on a little bit of a bigger scale, not saying any of these jobs aren't major because all of these jobs are critical. Um, but it's kind of a different way of helping the company. Mm-hmm. And it's more you get to help people, which I love. It's, it's why I've always been in customer service. I love helping people. And I think that would be a fantastic role to be in eventually. Well, I'm so glad you found GRE because um, an energy company, of course, energy is technology, especially right now. Um, so it's pretty clear that you're going to be able to, like, you can go into the business side, you can stay in IT, you can go whatever you want um, and really sink your teeth in deep. Uh, Justin and I have, have had some conversations about the tech behind um, energy generation. It is amazing. And what a great way to have an impact on the world. Sustainability. I know GRE is highly focused on that. Um, so good for you for landing that and good for you for having kind of a trajectory in mind. Um, because it's clear that your studies, interpersonal communications and comp sci are really going to help you to apply that later when you become that awesome leader that I can't wait to have you back on the podcast and talk about your team and what you've done to, to grow them and, and get them off of your team and into their, their next career. So <clears throat> what would you tell others? What's the advice you would give others? Um, There's two pieces of advice I'd give to anyone thinking about going into IT. The first is to just take the leap. I was wholeheartedly going to be an engineer. So all of my research in high school was towards engineering. And then my senior year, I lost minute switch to computer science. And I just took that leap and I knew nothing. I've never coded before my past year of school. I've never dealt with computers really. And so I took that leap and I I love it. Don't get me wrong. It's going to be difficult. You're going to struggle at some points. But as long as you're willing to work hard and continually learn and adapt, you'll be perfectly fine. I don't think it was my knowledge set that got me my job. I think it was my work ethic and then how I communicated with everyone and expressed my desire and love to learn. And so I think that is so important. Just make sure that you have that desire to learn. Make sure you're willing to work hard because you will need it, but it'll be so worth it in the end. The other piece of advice I'd give people is have a support system. Mm. Build your personal and professional network. This professional network is how I got my job. Make sure you know people and have genuine connections with them. Don't just message people on LinkedIn or connect with people for no reason. Send that message, just let them know, or go to HDI events, meet people in person, make make yourself memorable. And then I think the other aspect is make sure you have a personal network that's kind of like your support system. I was very nervous for my previous year of school because I've never done this. But one of my best friends, he was absolutely amazing through the entire thing and supported me the entire way. He's been coding for years and years and years. And so he was super helpful for me. And so I think it's really important to have that balance because it's not just the professional network. Sometimes you just need that personal network too, where you can have that support system. And I think it's really nice because I have someone who I can talk to about computer science or my job, and they'll understand it more than just sympathizing with whatever's going on, just to sympathize. Um, so those are kind of my two 
piece of advice, always be learning, work hard, and then build those networks. It's great advice. Totally great. You know, I, I once heard Gary Vaynerchuk, um, who's got some toxic positivity uh, around some of his <laughs> advice, but I once heard him say that the best thing you can do is to start doing it. I think Zay Frank had this too when he was a, he was one of the early YouTubers before your time, Abby. Um, yeah. he, he was one of the early YouTubers and he said, if you want to be something, just start doing it and, and be a part of that community and go to the events and fail. And what ends up happening is, yeah, you end up meeting people and they end up either helping you to not fail or they open the doors for opportunity. You know, this is what I, this is where I learned. This is what I know. Um, and this is how I got to this point. It really gives you that, that great perspective. Abby, how can people connect with you and learn more? LinkedIn is a fantastic way to connect with me. If you message me, I am more than happy to talk about the energy business, computer science, going to school, whatever you'd like. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for being on Ticket Volume 2. Yeah, thank you. And for our audience, did you know that you can join us for a live recording? Register today at TicketVolume.com and click on Register. Thank you for listening. You can change and improve this podcast by DMing me or leaving a comment or shouting it into the void or record your own podcast and compete with us. Eventually, I'll listen to it and then I'll hear your suggestions. No, I'm just kidding. Really connect. I want to know. And speaking of ticket volume, did you know that this podcast is brought to you by Invigate? It's a fit-for-purpose service desk solution with integrated asset management designed to let you focus on supporting your organization without year-long implementations and teams of five to 10 people. In fact, IT teams from Toyota, NASA, and McDonald's choose Invigate to manage requests and automate workflows and centralize inventory data so that they can focus on delivering better service and better technology. Because good service is good business.